What's up? This is Was That In Good Taste, your podcast for alcohol, equity, and even sometimes humor. As always, I'm your host, JB, and with me is Chandler Phillips, and and joining us today is my mom. Hi, I'm Marcy. Hi, and this week, I guess we're talking homecomings. Yeah. Um, But before we get into our... I'm I'm, I'm drowning you out right now. This beat is sick. This is a tight beat. (laughs) I was vibing to it. Hi there, Chandler. Hi Hi. there. I I don't... I call my mother mommy, and you're not my mother, but you're his mother, so I don't know what to call you. Well, please don't call my mother mommy. (laughs) I just think that'd be weird for all involved. (laughs) Not... <laughs> Not even if you like do it like M A M I tilde, it still feels weird. But you call me daddy. Oh, mm. oh, uh, I forgot the button to change the. the... <laughs> I was gonna do a rim shot, but I kind of forgot. It's been forever because you. Oh, that's not it's still going. <laughs> You've been gone for so long. It's been a minute. We've been on a hiatus. Oh, you've been on hiatus. I've been rowing the boat by myself. Yeah, you've been. So sorry for you. <laughs> but we're here with the awesome, amazing guest. And so what we normally do is at first we take a step behind the bar. So we're not gonna do a whole behind the bar, right? Because we're we're you gotta be on a flight. Yeah. I do have to get on a plane. Yes. I don't want to get on a plane, but I have to. So we're gonna step up to the bar. We're gonna take some mamosas, as Chandler called them. Uh-huh. It's our it's our themed drink. Mom. And we're going to catch up. I like and we're going to catch up with you. All right. So, like, tell us about yourself. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, everything that I know is the things that Chandler's told me. But I'm going to tell you something. Children don't know their parents. Because cho- parents are people and have interests and things outside of their children. <laughs> so I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure I'm the only interest, passion, and hobby Yes, Chandler, you are the center of my world. Right. Um, please don't tell your brother that. <laughs> Mason, we know you. Um, so tell us tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what are you doing visiting uh, Chandler here in New York? What do you do for a living? What, uh, how are you 20 you? years old and you have, like, a child who's older than you? Right? I know. I don't understand. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I came to New York to visit Chandler because... As a mom does, I was worried about him, and I needed to see that he was alive and well. Ooh. And I have to admit, he is alive and well, and he is surrounded with some amazing friends. So I'm very happy to see Aww. that. Go, Chandler. Oh, look at you. him. Um, well, <laughs> I'm sorry that I had you worried about my well-being. Um, <laughs> I know my communication at times can be a bit strained. Uh, what? I know. Go figure. So talking about strained, let's talk about homecoming a little bit. You know, cause we're st- let's talk real quick about where you've been and why I've been here by myself. Mm-hmm. I have been moving, for one. I got a new home to come to. It took you a month to move. It did take me a month. Uh, you know what it, it is? It legitimately took me a month it's to move. It's the emotional moving. Mm-hmm. It's not just the moving, the, you know. No, he can... All his pack, all his possessions are like two bags. So yeah. I don't know why on earth it would take. What do you mean? Life. It's the emotional moving. Every time I come or I visit, I visit home or I visit California, and I come back, you send me back with like two bags more of clothes than I left. Well, that may be true, but you still have a bedroom full of stuff. Like you're what twenty six years old, and I still have everything from the time you were born. Mm. Well, that sounds more like you hoarding memories. Because I have more possessions in my bedroom than I think you have in your entire house, including your roommates. I own so many things. You do like because I no, it's because I lived in one place for a while. You've and when you live in one place for a while, you do. You end up with things. Yeah, I I haven't stayed in one place long enough. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's why all your possessions are in a couple bags. So how it took you a month. And I think, James, you're right. I think there was a little emotional moving Because, you know, you just started a new job. And then it's like your time, your time is taken up. But like not all your time, but it's overwhelming. You're like start a new job. You work late. And then you have to move. That takes a lot out of you. And it takes a lot of your time. It does. And it just makes it so that like you don't really have the energy to do the other things that you want to do, like keep in contact with your friends who live close to you and care about you. Well, like free time doesn't really feel free. It just kind of feels like 
like the time you take between action. But also because I think you we both had some about to start week work next week. We both hadn't had jobs for quite a while, you know. At least a year. Equal amount of time because he left the same place we used to work at the, before me. And then I left after. So the end of me not working with him working, it equates to being at the same time. Yeah. And I feel it. Like, oh, you know. it's kind of fun. Like, it's yeah. almost exactly a year. Yeah. Excuse me. So we didn't really work for a year. And then you go back to work. And then it's all like, oh, not only because before we had so much free time, we were doing multiple episodes a night. We were and spending... we worked together. Yeah. So, like, even on the days we were busy at work, we could still. But can I say, we do live close to each other. So, like, you know, we can make it work. We can make it work. But I get it, though. You know, the emotional effort and stuff of those things can be a lot, which is why we're here with this this topic of homecoming. It feels like it's been a long time coming, you know. So, like, I want to ask you a question because so Chandler, there's a few things. I remember my notes. I have them, but I don't have them in front of me. One thing is, how does it feel? Because, you know, Chandler's kind of making a home here, which is away from the home that he grew up in and the home that you're at. How does it feel with him making like a new home? So that's a great question. It's kind of a loaded question because I hate with a passion that he's so far away from me. I mean, I, when they were younger, both my boys, I kind of thought, all right, I'll put a little pencil drawing a circle around our home where they're allowed to go. (laughs) And he broke that ring by thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely hate that. I'm pretty sure I broke that ring just in going to college, too, and a little you, bit. You were, you were on, on the, the edge. You were on the cusp. But You're you know what college cusp. is like? You expect the kids to go just outside of the boundaries for college. Well, and, you know, he was still, like, had to come home in the summer. Yeah, like, there yeah, was, yeah. he still had an attachment. So I hate the fact that he's out here in New York. But with that said, um, I'm from Connecticut. I mean, I moved to California, but I'm originally from Connecticut. My family is all Connecticut, New York people. So I feel like if he was going to go anywhere this far, New York's the right place for him. He comes by it naturally. I've got the East Coast in my blood. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you know, he met me. So, you know, he's going to be okay. It did, it did definitely help me navigate things. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, it, it was nice knowing that I have family here. So he, although he's far away from me, I know that he's got relatives he can go to if he needs to. So that did make me feel better. I also like the fact that you can get deals on airlines. Mm-hmm. But now that he's working so much, getting him to actually take advantage of those are far and few between. So it looks like I'm going to have to be a New York frequenter. A frequent a New frequent York flyer. Frequent well, flyer to come visit. I'll let you know. You're always welcome here. Well, I appreciate that. And, and can I say, I think it's interesting because... Where we live, where we're at right now is where I live. But I lived across the street from here and had an apartment across the street. And at that period of my life, I didn't really talk to my mother much. But my mother, when she moved apartments, she needed a place to stay. So she stayed here with my grandfather. So I didn't see my mother, but she lived across the street. Like one time I met a girl on, it was Halloween. I never forgot this. And I bought this girl that I didn't really know back to my house from like Manhattan all the way to the Bronx. She comes to my house. And she was like, this is, I don't know. She was like, I feel safe with you, but it's like weird because I don't know you. I'm like another borough. And as we walk into my house, we ran to my mother. And it just made her feel comfortable <laughs> because, you know, she ran to my mother. And, you know, my mother told me that I never thought my mother, I'm not saying she didn't care, but like my mother never bothered me. But she used to like, I didn't know, she was like peeping my Facebook and my MySpace. And she was like very present and like <laughs> keeping an eye on me. Yeah. And because I was physically close, you know, the she didn't eye. like... She didn't have to, like, you know, bother me. She just knew where I was, and she'd see me. We'd run into each other when she'd come home from work, and I'd come home from work, and we'd spend time together and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, like, she knew. And I can't imagine the distance, because my mother lives in Jersey, and that doesn't seem far, but, like, because I'm seeing my mother every day, it might as well be California. Yeah, You know what I mean? It might as well be not another state. Like, it's uh, how how long of a I mean, it's only travel. Takes, I mean, the total change time is, time is an hour. But like the walking to the like right. the, the walking to the train and waiting for the train is nominal. Like the actual commute right. to her house, fortunately, is about an hour via public transportation. So it's not that far, but it's still not like one train, you know. Well, the fact of the matter is, is you guys are at an age now where you don't need your mommy on a day to day basis, and regardless if you live across the street or three thousand miles away, 
you, you're running your own lives. You've got your own friends. You've got your own jobs. You have your own you know, significant others. You don't need us on a day-to-day basis. And we don't necessarily need to be needed on a day-to-day basis, but we want to be thought about, well, you know, I, we want to be connected. Something. I don't know. I can't put things words in your mouth, but I've learned from my mother. I realize um, I might not be my mother that much, but I've learned that my mother needs me. Hmm. And I think that sometimes, you know, especially because, like, if you, if you have a good relationship with your parents, you know, the relationship with your parent is good. And then, like, imagine you love someone and you're with them for, like, 15 years. And then they just up and leave. Like, you know, like, they miss you and they need you in their lives. Absolutely. And then it switches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer that you need them. It's that they need you. They also, and it's, I, I didn't realize, my mother needs, like, my companionship. My mother will text me about the most inane things. She will, wants to call me <laughs> to talk to me about work. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of don't care. You know, doesn't matter if you care or but not. Like, you got to react. But she, but she wants to. She needs. She wants somebody to talk to. Yeah. You know, and then I my mother moved to another state like mm-hmm. nine months before the coronavirus happened. Pardon me. Then the coronavirus happened. To another. I think it was like state. a year. It's New and then, Jersey. <laughs> well, I, I didn't see her for nine months. I mean, that's yeah. You okay. know, and you know, I didn't realize. And then, like, I didn't realize. That my mother needed me. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to me that she needs me. Mm. It never occurred to me. Well, because it had been you and your mom for my yeah. It was just your, us. Yeah, yeah. Just the two of you. Yeah. Until I was like twenty four. Well, yeah. I guess I I kind of have a blind spot there because I figure you got dad, you got Mason, you got the dogs. Like I'm just kind of a piece that if I'm. If I'm not having to check in, then you're like, ah, oh, he's doing his own thing. Ah, uh, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> because, that's... yeah, I got dad, I got Mason, I got the dogs, I got a job, all that good stuff. But but James is right. I mean, like, you were a significant part of my life while you were living in my house, and then you were gone. So, of course, I need you. But I also understand that you're growing up and you're doing your thing. That's why I asked, you know... I ask him to just to check in every now and then. Here's a question I have. I actually wrote this in my notes. I refer- so is the, the the Jewish mother stereotype? How true <laughs> is that, or is that you know? <laughs> well, ooh, that, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so so even though you're a displaced Jewish mother, yeah. like that doesn't that doesn't right, matter, or a disconnected from the faith. The the Jewish mothers on TV, they're never particularly religious, right? You know, they're eating so, bacon, but they're. I, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'm Jewish in theory. I still <laughs> I still have all that Jew- I lay Jewish I lay good Jewish guilt on my son. I, as soon good, as I saw him, what did kind. I what did I say? Oh, you you're need, too skinny. You're and too you need skinny, a and you need a haircut. I tried really hard not to say it. I really did. <laughs> I really did. I'm like I'm not going to say anything about his hair. I'm not. I'm not. Hi, honey. You need a haircut. Like I couldn't. Um, so yes, the, the the Jewish mother stereotype is probably more real than you want to believe. Um, but but you on on the Jewish mother spectrum, because, mm-hmm. again, I think Jewishness is a spectrum that we all fall on. <laughs> the, the, the Jewiness? Agreed, agreed. The Jewiness spectrum. <laughs> um, even, even if you're part of the Goyim, even if you're a Gentile, you still fall somewhere on the Jewishness spectrum. And especially granted... Especially if you're a mother. Especially, <laughs> like... For example, mm-hmm. Kitty from that '70s show. Oh, total Jewish mother. <laughs> total Jewish mother. But never... wait, she's not. Have, she's... I just assumed. Right? I, right. I really just assumed. Never in the show did they even hint that there would be a, a Jewish. But there were in Wisconsin. Yeah, oh, Jews don't go to Wisconsin. <laughs> it's too cold. The cheese would upset our sensitive tummies. But, but I'd say you're probably on the like six to seven. On the spectrum. Uh, on the spectrum. Okay. okay. Um, we have relatives who, if it's a spectrum that goes to ten, they're closer to fifteen. Um, <laughs> Fair. I'm not going to say who or which relatives those are. No need. No need to name names. But I'm saying you. You know how to dial it back, or at least you you weren't so immersed in the uh, typical culture, yeah. the. The culture um, uh-huh. that that it uh, really affected 
the um, not oppressiveness, but like the stereotype about Jewish mothers is like they're helicopter parents, yeah. right? You were never too much of a helicopter parent. You just were present. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of that had to do with the fact that I'm a teacher because, mm-hmm. um, and you went to my school. So I could helicopter without anybody knowing it. She was a helicopter parent, but like if the <laughs> helicopter was for a news channel, mm-hmm. so she's reporting on a bunch of other things, <laughs> but still keeping an eye. <laughs> That's a great analogy right there. I mean, here you are going to my school. I never had to worry about you specific. I didn't have to talk to your teacher specific because I knew I was there. So And you'd get any hot goss if there was yeah. anything for to sure. talk about. For sure. So, um, yeah, I probably wasn't what you would typically call a helicopter parent, but I was definitely in the know and have always been in the know. And now that you're 3,000 miles away from me, I'm not as in the know. I have a question. I think it's interesting. Do you think that, like, your mother was particularly, like, the same with you? Yes, I do. Um, And my mother was more of a Jewish mother naturally because she was, like, I'm Jew-ish. She was was Jewish. Um, She was also a teacher, though, and I think that does have a lot to do with it. Like, Mm. you're um, kind of in that, while they're growing up, you you know. You know stuff. Um, But, yeah, my mom was definitely uh, in the know. When I went to college, she was checking on me all the time. Yeah. You know, it was the same. I moved away. I didn't move 3,000 miles away, but I moved... Well, eventually, well, you and your your collective family moved 3,000 miles away. But she was with me then when we moved. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, when I moved up to Northern California and she was in Southern California, that was a that was separation anxiety big time between us. I could see that. It was hard. Well, I'm going to tangent a little bit. You go. How many other teachers are in our family? Because you got you, your mom, Lois, Lauren, Uh, um. Well, my grandmother and my aunt were music teachers. Uh huh. So they weren't in the classroom, but they were music teachers. We were chock full of teachers and instructionists, and yeah. I f- and I find that interesting, just because it's a lot of the women in the family too. Yeah. Not only were well, Ken were, was also a teacher. Ten, Ken was a teacher too. He was a history, yeah. right? Yeah, um, right here in downtown New York City. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. Clearly, academic instruction or just mm-hmm. like being involved in learning is something that our family values. Absolutely, and I, I just think that's interesting that it's 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 traveled from beyond you yeah. to you, and even now I feel like just doing this show. We get we get to do some instruction sometimes. We get to teach and learn and um, do lectures. <laughs> And I get that also. I get that from my grandfather, who was a teacher. Yeah, yeah. My grand, my grandfather was a teacher, so you know. Yeah. And teachers' kids are weird anyway. So like, yeah. we all kind of grew up just a little, a little, little off. A little my grandmother wasn't helicopter though. My grandmother was like too hip. My grandmother was like a hip. She was a total hippie. Was she a hippie or a hipster? No, she's totally hippie. She mm-hmm. was like a hippie. And the thing is, is that like, uh, I think the difference I think between like you and my mother is that my mother. I don't know. My mother tried to just give me as much space as possible, I think, because she felt like maybe she didn't have, pardon me, that herself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I think this is very interesting because, listen, being in New York and spending as much time as I have with a religious Jewish people, our families are really the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not different. It's not really. You know, when it comes to when it comes like like. Black mothers are the same with their children, you know, and I'm the only one for whom my mother decided to intentionally not do that because she was concerned because it didn't work out well for her. Not, no, I mean, not it worked out well, but like she had me at like 16, 17. So like she, she, she was like, hey, you know, I, I didn't react well to it. Like so she, she rebelled against yes. the structure. So she was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that to you. So that That's you don't do it. Yeah. And I know a lot of transplants, not New York City 
like uh, like third generation Jewish kids. It's usually the Jewish kids from like Ohio who's like parents are actually pretty religious. Wait, but, like, there's Jewish kids in Ohio. Yes, but it's like one family, and then like they're like <laughs> very religious. So then the kids come here, and then their daughters are like. Yeah, I'm 22 and I get to this B. I've never experienced before. You know, it, that happens a lot. And I think that, like, it's just very interesting. Well, so, like, I think I compare that to the way the way I was raised in terms of, like, structure to freedom. And I think you provided a lot of structure without really knowing it. And so it gave me the illusion of freedom. <laughs> That's fair. Like... <laughs> Like, I did a lot of sports, but there were sports that I wanted to do. So, like, it provided structure, but it was something I wanted to pursue. Or, like, whatever other programs or silly thing. You wanted me to be doing something that provided structure. But what I was doing, you left up to me. You're. It always came down to, hey, you should be having these other interests and doing stuff beyond just going to school. But... It's it's up to it's it's an open forum for whatever I want to pursue. Like even when I wanted to do those improv classes in like middle school, you were like, "Yeah, let's let's make it happen." I don't want you to just sit around all summer, so we'll do Tuesdays and Thursdays at Sac State, and you'll do improv classes. Can like, I say like I wasn't there for your childhood, but like and knowing Mason's story, your brother, mm-hmm. and knowing your story, uh, you know, like on TV the Jewish mother doesn't let their kids, like, they, they, it's like, there's a difference between guilt and the manipulation. So, like, on television, it's like, it's like, oh, you're gonna kill me, you know? It's like, it's not just, you can't leave or I don't want you to go. It's like, you're physically, you're gonna kill me, you know? I don't think I ever did that. You know? No. You know? What what did this Italian mom say? You give me the agita. You know, (laughs) you you give me the agita. And, that's obviously because he moved down here and Mason moved away to be with someone that, like, living, like, not, furthest but like not in your home you know immediate and like yeah i mean sure. they love you so obviously you didn't like try to make them feel terrible about themselves Aww, you, you allowed them no like you our, allowed them to be our leaving the nest wasn't because we were traumatized and needed to escape it was because we felt the freedom to explore and we felt like we had the resources and the wherewithal to explore like it, wow, you're kind of making me feel like I actually did something right. I know. You <laughs> might have actually succeeded as I'm a, a parent. I'm going to tell you, I've met a lot of people. Mercy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chandler's, Chandler's definitely one of, the, one of the good ones. I've met a lot of people, and I've very rarely met people who are, like, so, like, empathetic and, like, kind and things like that. And Chandler's a good person. And that only, that comes from your parents instruction well one <laughs> you guys are making me get a cry Aww. but i have to agree i feel like i'm i don't know if i obviously i must add something to do with it but in the grand scheme of things i feel like both chandler and mason are very good people like they're kind they are they're kind they're compassionate they're they're very good guys now what they do with that i don't know <laughs> I, I think <laughs> you know, i'm a nice guys. guy yeah. it's important to tell parents that because like my mother sometimes feels like she i don't know she feels like she doesn't do she didn't do a good job and it's like you know definitely for the struggles i had in my life i feel like i came out to be like an okay person for sure i didn't always do the best things but like all the good things that i did were a result of my mother and the bad mm. things were counter to her. Like I didn't. <laughs> I hope that your mom is listening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she I should know listening. this. Yeah. <laughs> but she was telling me that she wanted to meet you. She was. She's at work right now. She was like. Aww. She was like. Oh, she's like. I'm jealous. I want to hang out with Chandler and his mother. I Aww. would love to meet her, even though I'm probably a million years older than her since no. she had you at 16. <laughs> no, she's 52. <laughs> All right, well, we're not going to talk about. Oh how no much way! Older I am, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it's okay. What? No what? way. 35 still? That's what we're telling you. Can I just I say? I am so proud of you, Chandler. <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> I trained you well. Um, I mean, my mother looks young. But like, you know, to say black don't crack. But like, you look. Woof. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that. Simmer down there. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Papa. <laughs> um, in case your husband listens to this. Okay. Easy. <laughs> if you're, if you're, Easy there, squirrely dad. <laughs> <Darren. laughs> oh, hey, look at you, ground. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if your husband listens to this at any point, I'm joking. <laughs> Wink. He doesn't listen to podcasts. I know, right? No, you look so young. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's all the walking in Pilates. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will yeah. give credit where credit is due. Well, and she leeches the youth out of her elementary school students. So, like, you know. She yeah. bathes in blood? Exactly. Yeah. Blood of babies? We're Democrats, so that's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> How's it feel to be part of the Illuminati? Uh, you'd think we'd get more out of it. <laughs> we pay our membership dues. I mean, you sure do control every number. I just can't. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to warn my, I had to tell my sister, uh, I was like, listen, can you please keep the anti-Semitism to a minimum? <laughs> I was like, listen, I understand that you're being facetious. Like, you don't mean it, but like, not everybody you understands <laughs> that. Uh, like, you know, just there's a line between playful and, <laughs> and hate crime. And hate- <laughs> I uh, actually, you know, I'm pretty sure Chandler's had this happen. So one, I was I was reading this thing that neurodivergent people do. I cannot remember the phrase. I cannot remember the phrase. But people, what they'll do is that they'll neurodivergent people will go into spaces, and they'll like use inside jokes and stuff. They'll do that because they want to kind of like to I don't know to see the kind of knowledge that people have, so they see they bring connections. Mm-hmm. And I've found that I've gone into places and completely forgotten that I'm just not friends with them. Like, uh, you know, like, you just go to a place, and, like, you get a little comfortable, and then you you're just, like, a little too comfortable, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know you like that, actually. <laughs> like, I, you don't understand that I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun instances. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, no, no, I'm not an actual bad person. I was just making a joke that a bad person would make so that we could laugh <laughs> At, at the fact that I'm pretending to be um, at 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 his girlfriend's birthday, he was at work. We all, me, her, and a bunch of people went out, and there was a somebody she doesn't really know who's there, and he was a white guy. He had like a he had like a porn star mustache, nice. and even though it's not Halloween, he was wearing like a costume. It was like an astronaut like mm. jumpsuit. And he go, he's talking. You know, you dress for the job you want. I know, right? So he was talking to us or whatever. And he points at me. He goes, oh, yeah. So he's like, well, he's like, oh, what's his name again? And I go, uh, you misgendered me. <laughs> and I was joking because that's, you know, I'm I'm super, I mean, we're all, we're all queer as hell. We're all super progressive. But, like, he doesn't know me, you know. Right. And, I was, and I said that. And he thought he actually misgendered me. And, it, and he got real He upset, got or... really upset and really concerned. Oh. And I felt so bad. But oh. but at least oh, he no. felt concerned. Like, how bad would it have been if he went like, I mean, well, bummer for you. Like, he's like, you misgendered me. And he's like, calls him as a season. What I will say, though, is that like we were talking before that. And we were just talking. But after that, um, he put on, I didn't know he was a gay man. He put on the affect after that. Because oh. I think that I like made him... Oh. I think oh, that's that interesting. I, I think I just I don't know what happened. I think I just made you threw him. <laughs> I just threw him, and he was just like, just. Like, and then I had to apologize to him. And he was like, no, it's okay. But then I guess he wanted to make sure that I knew that he was like just really gay. I mean, I don't care, like you know. But he just wanted to make like that was he put on like, hey, he wanted to make sure you knew that yes. he really didn't mean to you misgender know. you. Or and like, also, I'm a cis so- male. <laughs> I don't even, my gender is the one I was assigned at birth, so it's not even a big deal to me. I don't. Do you think if he would have, like, mis ethnically identified you as an African American, you'd be like, oh no, I'm from the Dominican Republic? Do you think he would have then started speaking with more of a Spanish accent? No, because he's actually gay. (laughs) That's why. Maybe he's Puerto Rican, maybe Uh he's Dominican. I would have been like, no, I'm Dominican. I'm like, oh, what about, what do you call it? Con- you know what con con is, dude. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, whatever, I can't. Listen, let me in the... Have you made it before? Uh, no, but not for you. It's like, oh. it's like white rice, but like you have to make it in like a cast iron or like a real, real good nonstick pan and it's rice. You ever cook rice and the bottom gets crispy, yeah. but not burnt? And it's that's good. The, that's, that's the best part. That's that's the best it's part. called con con and Dominican, that's what they call it. And they Ooh. make it as a dish. I did not know that. So was you need like a big block to do it. So no, no, you can do it in like a cast iron area. pan. Ah, yeah. Also, Trinidad. A lot of the Hispanic Latin countries make it, and they call it different things. But like, you know, in Spanish, it translates to with with. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> That's what con con I know. God, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know. Is that I, I, being in New York makes me feel really Jewish. I, mainly because, like, so it's the point in my life you don't know this, but I was going to convert to Judaism uh, for, for a woman. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, if you're going right to do it. <laughs> you know, because she's actually, she's Latina. Well, you're not doing it for the food. So. I know, right? <laughs> wait, wait. Did you just say she was Latina? Yes. So she could, she converted to Judaism, actually, in the Bronx. And she's Muslim now. So. <laughs> a bit of a 180. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit. Hey, they're cousins. She's exploring. There's, they're cousins. Yeah. Actually. So there you go. You know, I mean, don't. Tell they, the ones at the, <laughs> the synagogue that because they would not have liked that there. They were they were very nice though, but they wouldn't have liked. They did not. They would not have liked that. Hmm. But like you know, <laughs> I feel like I forget. Like when I'm with people who look like me or people that I know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I spend a lot of time with Jewish people. I'm like, oh, I feel very Jewish. Until I step to a space with a lot of Jewish people, it's like, oh. I forgot <laughs> that I'm not actually like I, I can't actually you know honorarily I, you know I can't <laughs> I can't really is I I grew up like Spanish Harlem and stuff I feel like I'm really Hispanic until I go into Hispanic space and it's like I I forgot that actually I'm <laughs> I am not <laughs> you know I'm not actually part of your tribe I just mm. hang out here <laughs> like I'm just. You know, I'm but just that's here. great that you feel comfortable enough yeah. to be part of the tribe. I think you that's know? awesome. But I think there is some truth. Okay, so one of the comedians that I've gotten real into watching lately is Jay Jordan. He's got a bit about how being in New York um, makes you both sad and gay. Uh, like yes. Just increases the... It, it moves you further along the depression spectrum, moves you further along the gay spectrum, and I think it also makes you Jewish. <laughs> it, it moves you further along the Jewish spectrum. And it, can I say it depends? Because like, if you're white and from Ohio, it makes you black, or that's what they <laughs> that's what they that's what they, that's what they think anyway. <laughs> you know, well, maybe it's Fair. just because New York is such a um, mishmash of cultures, and everybody's everybody's their own person here, which is great. Like when you're in some of the other and you states can and pick and choose which yeah. cultures you want. But I'm going to yeah. tell you like, something. So you end up like loving bits and pieces of every culture here. I feel so like kind of people in. who are like, it's a melting pot. I say like, they never really lived here because it is, but like, it's like a melting pot the way I don't know if you've ever had hot pot before. Mm. Hot pot has like a metal thing in the middle. Neighborhoods are very, 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 very separated, you know? So like, it's a you, melting pot the way like, um, Salsa or what's a what's that one like cold fish salsa dish? Um, ceviche. 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 Yeah. is not ceviche. salsa. Ceviche oh. is is a cold. Think of think of like a gazpacho. No, it's not soup. It's like cold diced. It's, like it's not soup. It's it's soup. It's not soup. That's yes, it gazpacho. Is. No, you're thinking of gazpacho. Ceviche is a cold fish soup. And there's different types depending on where you're from. Mm. You go to Red Hook, they have a big market outside. You can get all different types of ceviche. And I'm going to tell you something. You don't dip chips in it. Okay? <laughs> Wait, you eat it with you, a spoon. You don't dip or chips Or you drink in it. No. You don't dip chips in ceviche? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I use Totito's scoops on ceviche. Get like a whole bowl of that. I mean, I guess you could. But then That's it's like. Not, but then, there a law? But then in that. <laughs> but then in that, the chip is the bowl. Yeah, the ceviche still maintains to be a soup. That's fair. It's it's mere, salsa. It's first merely of all, a vehicle. Salsa is cooked. One, just so you understand. All right, all right. So okay, salsa let, verde, let salsa me, roja. Let me correct. Okay, my pico analogy, de gallo is analogy. not really it's salsa, but it's uncooked. It's literally uncooked regular salsa. Ceviche is not salsa. Ay dios mío, hey maricón. Salsa just means sauce. Okay, so it's any and, given sauce. Mm, but is an adobo not the seasoning, the sauce? Is adobo sauce a salsa? A mole is a salsa. Yeah, I want you I to go to an Ecuadorian and be like, "Yo, let me just get some, let me get some Doritos or some tostadas and dip it in this mole sauce." <laughs> oh, I'd fuck with that. Right I away, love mole. if you come in with Doritos, they're gonna be mad at you. Right. Like, oh, come not on. too much because I don't know Doritos. They got the they got their own. They got the Spanish brand. I don't know if you know that. They have different flavors. What are Doritos Tacos. called in I don't Spanish? Know if you, I don't know if you know that the Takis are Doritos. What? Same brand. Yeah. yeah. No, but what are, what are Doritos called in Spanish? What are they called? What are they called? No, I'm... Oh, I thought you were gonna make a. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna make a joke. I thought you were about to be like, oh, there's. I don't know. It's the same word, but just another accent over a letter. Okay. Anyway, listen. We, 
Actually, you know what it says? It says Doritos, uh-huh. but the flavors are very different. And then it says, and then all the other words are in Spanish. So it's still Doritos. Oh, okay. And they have like just drastically different flavors. I had Thai Doritos before. They were sweet corn. Disgusting. Oh, that actually sounds good, though. It tastes like sweet corn on a cob, on a chip, and it's disgusting. What? Why would Something they just about it chips? breaks your brain because it tastes like corn on a cob. On a corn chip. It's corn it's on chip. corn. It's corn on corn. It's very weird. It's, Listen, we only have 11 minutes left because one, right. you got to go. You got to go. You got to go back, you know, and we only take this to an hour. You, you want to apologize to your mother for not replying? Come on. We're here to guilt you. This was the, this was the entire thing. We're here to guilt you. Okay. I apologize to both you <laughs> and my mother for being absent in my communications. I missed him so much. For, he lives uh, really close. He could have just come over anytime. What? Literally for one hour for on your day off, uh, you can come for two hours. No, yes, no, I could. Yes, you could have. In my days I off, I have I sleep until like five p.m. I'm awake at five. Which is insane. I'm awake. And then I'm I gotta do like laundry and okay. I'm awake at twelve. Try to be a person. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Have you ever tried to just exist as a human between days? Your girlfriend can barely stay asleep, and I see her more than you. I mean, stay yeah, awake. Stay awake. <laughs> she can barely stay awake. Okay. Okay. That's true. She she's a very nappy uh, individual. <laughs> she fell asleep at that concert the other day. She fell asleep <laughs> at a concert. Yes. Wait, did I tell you about how Grace met James? Like, what was it? A year or two? What was like three years ago? I've known her ago. for a long time now. We were. I was. I, I was. I was managing a Starbucks, and she came in, and she was a customer, and she was asleep. And I was like, hey. Like she at fell asleep? Starbucks? Yeah. And I was like, hey, listen, you can't do that. But I'm going to like walk away and pretend I didn't see you. So like finish your nap. But then like you got to like. You got to go. You, you can't sleep here, you know. And then she was like, let's hang out. And then we were friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. So Ain't that some serendipity? Sleepy person, you know. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. That's I don't recall him actually apologizing yet. Yeah, he right? Did. I he said, did. I apologize. Oh, okay. I also like how he apologized to me first, by the way. He did. Uh, I apologize to... Yeah. It's okay. I still love you, honey. Yeah. I can't do nothing you're, right. You're killing me. You're killing your mother. <laughs> you're killing your you're mother. Killing your, you're killing your mother. You're giving me the agenda. <laughs> I can't even. So have you been enjoying your time here? I have. I told Chandler that I wanted to see New York through his eyes. He was a little concerned because he wanted to make sure I had a good New York experience. So he felt like pressure to, you know, do all the New York things. But I've been to New York. I grew up out here. It's all good. I really wanted to see it through his eyes. What I didn't realize was that that meant we were sleeping until noon. I, <laughs> can yeah, I say, right. I was, Grace had the same issue when her family came. Uh-huh. So when people come and they bring their families, for people who are listening, and when people come and bring their families, one of the big issues is they feel like they have to give their parents the, or the New York experience. Because people are coming to the visit quote New unquote York. New York experience sucks. Okay, I yeah. mean, I like like last last summer I went to like Statue of, not this last, but the summer before last I went to the Statue of Liberty. You do some things that can be fun, mm-hmm. but I live here, you know, and mm-hmm. I was able to take one day and go to the Statue of Liberty. When you're here for like three days, and you try like, to stuff and you're just trying all to of stuff it in, all this thing, you know, you're exhausted by the end of it. You're exhausted by fun. each end of each day. And then the next day, you're like, okay, we got to be up at this time to go do this. Like when uh, Juan and Kyle came, I, I had a itinerary of sorts, but it was a loose itinerary because you got to be flexible. I still think we knocked out as much as we could in that time. And having learned from that, I feel like we knocked out as That's much it, as we Kyle, could. That was from... fun. Hmm? So th- that was a fun time. Oh, when, when they yeah, came? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you that, got to meet Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We didn't record then, but we, we did our little behind-the-bar taste things and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we had them. a little fun. And I think that, like, you know, coming to – even though you – I mean, can I say something? Connecticut is not New York. Oh, no. I, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I absolutely you know, agree with people you. Need, people in Connecticut come to New York. Yes. But it's like, you know, we're going to this – they're like, oh, we're going to New York. But it's, it's not like living here. Oh, no. And you're like, absolutely Well, right. it's the difference between living in Sacramento and visiting San Francisco. Oh, 100 – oh. 100%. It's still like yeah. a good two, three hours away, yeah. depending on traffic. No, for, absolutely. But there's still a kinship and like enough of a cultural. A kinship in the way that people from Connecticut and New Jersey say they're from New York when they go to the West Coast. Exactly. <laughs> I fess up. I say I'm from Connecticut. I oh, you do? You know what? Connecticut doesn't. 
not as much as new Jer- people from New Jersey. Well, yeah, people who are like close to New York, like in Southern New Jersey, if you they say they're new- from New York. Yeah. If you, you can know. see Manhattan from your state, then- but it's not though. Have you it's- really been to Jersey? I'm not. People in New York like love to crap on Jersey. Well, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's not New York. <laughs> well, no, you're absolutely right. Well, and it's New not- York's just different. New York's a different place. It's 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 a very unique. But I would say Experience. New York, New York City is more similar to Jersey than Jersey is to New York State, or than New York City is to the That's rest. That's how I know you've been to State. Jersey because Southern Jersey, which is like you know, you got like Jersey City, you got Syracuse. Those places are a lot like New York, but like that's one part of Jersey. The rest of Jersey is nothing like New York or even New York State. It's Yo, so I've different. Seen Jersey on a map, y'all are like a it, stone throw. It it's is nothing. Jersey is very different, and also I feel like in some ways he hasn't even seen New York. You drive what like fifty miles in any direction in Jersey, and you're outside of Jersey. Well, what's, what's to see? One hundred percent. I feel like even you have not even seen New York because you haven't been to the Bronx. That's true. You've not you've not even been to Queens. You have not been to the Bronx. And the Bronx is the best. The problem is, is I, I told my team to the Bronx, but like. The Bronx is kind of far, and I go to the Bronx because I, I have friends there. Anybody that I know and love is from the Bronx. The Bronx. The Bronx. I went to high school in the Bronx. The I lived Bronx in the Bronx. Isn't far. I'm. It's an hour and a half from here. Is it really? Yeah. Distance wise, not that far. And then also, that's Commute just wise? to get into the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I lived in the Bronx. All the trains, they're not perpendicular. They're like parallel to each other. That means you have to take crosstown buses to get anywhere once you're in the Bronx. Like, once you're in the Bronx, it's a pain to get around. Fair. I mean, I, not to me. Because you got this done. Because I live there. My mother lives in Jersey. She takes the train from Jersey to New York, takes the train to Queens, and takes a bus. To and get it, to here? To get to work. Oh, to get to work. And it doesn't bother her. You know why? Because that's what we do. We take the train. Yeah. It's what we do. You know, you you can't even, you, this guy, this I take kid, a to work every he, day. this what guy can't even about? take a bike or a, take a quick Uber over here to record with me. He's getting there. I'm getting there. Getting this there. guy. I needed some time to adjust. I never bothered him though. Did I, I ever bother you? You didn't bother I me. I never, never, never did. I never complained. I <laughs> no. never bothered. Instead, he just repressed it and is letting <laughs> it all out no. now. Oh. Actually, because I understand sometimes that when like things happen, it's very emotionally overwhelming, and a lot happens, and you need some space. Yeah, you need I, you I need, need space to get because then then you move to a new space and you live with, you live with, you know, <laughs> like it's just people with. Like, I live with of, more people than I've been used to living with in the past three years. Some of them have bigger personalities than others, which is I'm just saying, you know, not bad, but some people have a lot of energy and a lot of personality and it's difficult to like and then like you didn't even have time to like zoo because like you literally moved in and like probably had to go to work the next day yeah and then like you didn't even get the time to like settle into your house oh i still have boxes that aren't unpacked yeah like you know i get that you know it's hard to pull that together this has been the first week in like a month and a half that i've had consecutive days off well you deserve it oh and also you deserve to not let that you know, listen, I know you're making more money than you have before, but like don't let that root own you, right? You know, don't don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't do it cuz But I'm having a lot of fun mm, in the environment. You don't seem like you're having that much fun. In the environment, I'm having a if, lot of fun. If you can't like live your life, you are not having fun. You know what I mean? Cuz it's like taking away from like viable time with like your partner and like the things that you want to do. Like if it's taken away from that, it ain't fun. But you're right. I'm mothering him. But See, I'm, I'm working, when you're not here, I'm mothering him. I'm working on a foundation, and it's it's being built to code. Chandler, <laughs> you never come see me. You don't call me. You don't text. I made a dinner for you. <laughs> so I'm changing the subject now. No. because well, um, we gotta, Yeah, because we're wrapping. This, this is, is time. Look, see, it says 48 minutes and 27 seconds. Mm-hmm. I can check okay. a timer right. too. I can read upside down. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, first time you got to laugh in quite a while. That? Uh, that's a t- oh no, now it's a nine. Oh wait, I don't even. Oh wait, it's all upside down. Um, that's the wrong one. <laughs> there you go. So, given that you were, look, quick background on your experience in the East Coast. Your family's from Connecticut. You left when you were twelve, and then you lived in Southern California for the rest of it. 
Uh, well, the rest of my childhood. The rest of your childhood. After college, I moved to Northern California. And that's where I grew up Correct. and developed. And um, having since moved back, Ding. do you feel like you were able to rekindle a kinship with the family in the East Coast or just with your um, with your connection to the East Coast uh, since I've moved back? Absolutely. Um, again, like what I was saying earlier, just having Chandler back here where I do have family, it was it, it did feel a little bit better that he like didn't go to Tennessee where I knew nobody. So he is with some family. So that made me feel good. Coming out this time um, was nice. I did a lot on my own. Just I went to Long Island and visited family. So I got on a train by myself and figured out the subway. I'm like, I was feeling pretty proud of myself. But while I was sitting there on the train, which you guys do all the time, I had those moments of, okay, I can sit here quietly reflect while I'm getting transported. And um, yeah, I had a lot of kind of good energy, good vibes thinking about my, especially my dad. Both my parents were um, grew up in Connecticut, but my dad specifically always had kind of a New York vibe to him. He always wanted to be he wanted to live in Greenwich Village. Like, that was his vibe. And so I felt real connected to my dad. Um, both my parents have passed away. And they passed away young. So it was kind of like some cool um, cool energy, good connection. I did a lot of um, talking to myself in the train. Or actually, I was talking to my parents. Nobody really knew that. I'm sure they just thought I was the crazy lady on the train talking to nobody myself. Nobody cares. More but often than not, that keeps you safer than <laughs> trust me. I got to say, nobody bothered me. Nobody. So I guess. People know you're on the phone. <laughs> Yeah. And um, if you're not on the phone, then there's they still know you're talking to It's all yeah. good. It's all yeah. good. I didn't feel any different than anyone else talking to myself, so it was all good. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I ac- absolutely felt a, a good connection here going, all right, you know, my my family's here. My son is way too flipping far from me, but he's okay. He's okay. Well, I, I know I told you this joke earlier, but I, I like to think of my life that I've built here as, like, uh, you know, full Jews get their birthright trip to go to Israel. <laughs> Half Jews, we get dropped off in New York. <laughs> and so, but there's a truth to that because I feel like I have been able to explore parts of at least what you've told me about your childhood or your parents' um, like experiences. And I've been able to experience some of that, that heritage. And uh, I've definitely felt uh, more of a... Uh, 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 joining with my roots kind of thing. For sure. Um, Especially having lived in Manhattan and now out in Brooklyn in the very Hasidic communities, like, I still don't see the the Orthodox communities and think, oh, yeah, I'm one of them. But I'm like, "Mm," adjacent. (laughs) And then I see some of the other communities and I still feel the same, like, mm, adjacent, even if it's not something that I have an actual ethnic connection to. It's it's comforting to know that I can explore both my heritage and the other things that just this place has to offer as far as um, the the cultures the culinary stuff like i mean you know it feels like you fit in it feels like i fit in and i don't feel like i've i never felt like i didn't fit in but it just feels like such a snug fit that i can i it's weird to think of being other places so now that you've heard that i have a question for you so now that you've done this and you've participated now i'm not going to put words in your mouth i'm going to just reach and say like you know until you see your kids doing the things and seeing it and seeing how serious they are or how things are moving even sitting here in front of these microphones into the in this space do you feel more comfortable do you like what do you how do you feel about this experience of even just being here and doing this with us so that's it's good stuff um I'm not going to lie. There's a piece of me that wishes Chandler decided he wanted to be some nice office worker that was living in a cute little house with a white picket fence and it was about you know 30 miles from my house and you know he went to work eight to five and came home and played with his dog and his kids of course there's a piece of me that's thinking that but you Uh know what Uh that's not him this is him he's happy 
He's healthy, although a little too skinny. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, he's got some great friends. I'm liking his girlfriend. Uh, obviously, this is important to him, and he's he's doing it. He's doing the things. Um, so I, I love the kid, and I want nothing but the best for him. So, yes, I feel comfortable. Can you tell that this is serious? Can you tell that the things that he's doing are, yeah. are like – are, yeah. are serious are things that I'm I'm passionate. Absolutely. I think I think it's Absolutely. important only because you know sometimes I think that like the kids don't know that their parents know and feel that the things that they're doing are real because like a good example is so we we used to do this in my room and the reason why it's in here is I don't know I didn't feel like it was real when it was in there mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was a thing that we were really doing and it putting effort felt like we were role playing yeah like we were putting a lot of effort <laughs> and I'm like I'm Should like I be concerned that you guys are role playing in its bedroom I mean why not uh, it's hey we're, listen it's New York it's 2021 you know, <laughs> you know we're we're doing a thing I'm pouring money into it and I, I'm pouring money pouring money but like having a space for it right you know allows it to feel real because because. Mm-hmm. You could put thousands of dollars into anything, you and know. It still won't feel real. Yeah, you know, the vibes and having the you vibes. here, I'm very glad. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very excited for both of you guys. I hope nothing but great things happen. Before we close out, we got time. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Like, um, I don't know the the Otter Outlook or <laughs> no, please seriously. Like, if you have anything, um. What am I going to plug? I'm in Sacramento, California, in elementary school. Like, come on. We do have a fabulous news program called The Otter Outlook. And those those cute little kids rock the news. And where can they find The Otter Outlook? Oh, my goodness. They can go center unified USD.org. And then look for Otter Outlook. I'm going to throw that in in the show notes. But can I say that that's awesome? Yep. You know, they're awesome little kids. Let me tell you. (laughs) I love that. I wish I wish that was when I wish I was a kid that had had that. Right. Get you involved in news and media and stuff. She's she's an above and beyond teacher. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for including me. It was a blast. And this music is this is this is a bop. It's been absolutely amazing. So, of course, as always, if you want to contact us, reach out to us or be involved, you can always reach out to us. What? Was that in good taste at gmail.com? Reach out to me at Was That In Good Taste on the Twitter. What funny friend on Twitter? Or of course at Was That In Good Taste Facebook.com, even though Facebook was down, so we'll see about that. I got stuff to say about that. And Chandler, <laughs> as always, is at uh C underscore underscore honey at Instagram, though I think that one's down too. Oh, no, it's right? back. Oh, no. that one's back. Oh my god. Facebook. That's why like he doesn't too. he doesn't do anything. I don't do that. He doesn't do anything. Or at what website? Uh BumbleBearComedy.com. He I said ne- it right this time. I need to... BumbleBearComedy.com. I need to renew the domain so I can really? keep that. Domain. I'm actually going to submit to you an article. There you go. We're uh-huh. right that way because you don't post nothing, so I I'm going to... It's been a minute. <laughs> so, uh, as always, I'm your main, most important host, JB, and... I'm the Charisma. Uh, remember, drinking is not required, but it is Recommended. recommended.